Hello, and welcome to the Agile Planet podcast. My name is Mandar Kulkarni, and I'm the host of this podcast. I will be interviewing the Agile experts from all over the world, taking the pulse of the planet Agile. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for joining. Hello. and welcome to another episode of the agile planet today we have a guest from singapore his name is mr sunil mundra i'm very happy to introduce sunil in very few words saying that sunil is a very senior agile consultant with more than 30 years of experience he has worked at various levels of organization like team program and enterprise level coaching the entire organization about agility not only that sunil is a published author of a book on enterprise agility that has been ranked very highly on number 1 on linkedin's best releases books in addition to all this sunil is a very accomplished international speakers who have who has spoken to more than 30 plus conferences all over the world with this i would like to welcome sunil mundra to our chat and interview today sunil welcome and please join us for this interview hi mandar first of all uh Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to have this conversation with you. Uh, I think we are reconnecting after two years when we probably last met in Pune at a conference, and it's really good to reconnect back with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sunil. Yes, I still vividly remember our first meeting in Pune in 2018, and I'm so glad that. Uh, with the with the reason of this podcast we are connecting again thanks a lot for accepting my request the pleasure is mine manda thank you so sunil i introduce you with few words which i could learn about you through internet and linkedin but it would be appropriate in my opinion that if you give us the background little detail than what i explained about your experience and about your work right so i'm going to keep my uh, introduction largely to the past 10 years that is when i got introduced to agility uh, after joining thoughtworks uh, before thoughtworks i worked for 10 years in it companies in the uh, financial product space as a business analyst product manager and before that i was in the consumer and corporate finance domain in uh, in in non it companies startups as well as public limited companies now in these past 10 years uh, there are two aspects to uh, why i feel so lucky to be where i am today one is because i work for an organization which truly works and delivers in an agile way which is thoughtworks mm-hmm. uh, which has given me the opportunity to really understand what good looks like in terms of agility because thoughtworks is well known for its agile ways of doing things right but the other point is that i have had the opportunity to work with organizations across the globe uh and uh it's been very interesting to see uh how different companies across industries across sizes uh across even sectors 
uh, are trying to now uh, improve agility. Uh, and while there may be nuances uh, across geographies, across uh, industries, uh, but the key challenges which remain before many organizations are largely the same. And what I have tried to do is distill those challenges as well as those enablers which I have seen which improve agility uh, into the book. And it's a reflection of my international experience uh, in working with uh, teams, programs, organizations, and leaders. Sure, sure. That was a very succinct and nice introduction, Sunil. Uh, let's get started with my first question. Um, now it is based on your such a vast experience of various industries as well as various countries. So the simpler question is, whenever you approach a new assignment of agile consulting at a new company, at new industry, at new country, where do you start? How do you go about developing your consulting philosophy and taking the steps towards the agility? Right. Uh, that's a great question, uh, Mandar. Uh, I could talk about it for <laughs> maybe half a day or even more, but I'm going to try and keep it short and give you the highlights of what we do in that stage. So when we are approached by a client uh, or, uh, or any organization for uh, coming and helping them to improve agility, the first thing that we try to do is meet with the senior leaders to understand wh why do they want to move to a newer ways of working, to a newer philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so the key thing that we try to focus on is what is hurting them right now. What are the challenges that they are facing, which is stopping them, which is slowing them down, uh, which is hurting them, both as leaders as well as at the enterprise level. Uh, and once we understand those challenges, then we frame up something called as a discovery phase. And in this discovery phase, depending on the type of challenge that we want to address, at least in the immediate future, uh, then we uncover uh, the challenges which are there in those specific areas. The common approach to take is you look at three or four or five different areas, right? People, uh, process, uh, tools and technology, structure and governance. And of course, you look at uh, the feedback loops which the organization has with their customers. And within each of these areas, you try and see what's working well and what are the areas which are not working well, which could be improved. Now, many times organizations tell us that they have problems, but like a doctor, you have to go in and figure out whether it is a symptom or whether it is a real problem. And that is where a skill of a consultant, just like a skill of a doctor comes in. So when we go in there, we try to look at the root causes of those problems in each of these areas that we want to investigate based on the problem statement uh, and then come up with, uh, uh, with, with our recommendations. And then again, you look at different levels, right? You look at the enterprise level, there are different variables that you look at and which is different from the way you would look at at the team level. Now, even at the team level, uh, there are many organizations saying that we have adopted Agile at the team level, but it doesn't seem to be working. We have been doing this for a while. So can you do an assessment uh, of, of where we are in terms of our maturity 
uh, at the team level in terms of adopting agile ways of working, uh, agile practices and processes, etc. So when we get into that, uh, what we often use is called as an agile maturity model. Mm -hmm. Now, an agile maturity model is uh, is is looking at different dimensions on which a team can have maturity. Uh, some of the dimensions you can look at in, uh, include, uh, for example, uh, requirements management. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, their focus on quality, uh, governance at the team level, communication mm -hmm. and collaboration. Uh, and there could be many dimensions like that, uh, which again, based on the problem statement, you will want to pick and look at the maturity or, uh, of the team uh, on these different dimensions. Now, um, when you are looking at maturity, uh, there could be there could be multiple levels of maturity. Mm. And uh, one of the models which I personally like is a model where the maturity level is zero when it is neutral. Yeah, so if you have not started doing anything, it's a new team, you've never adopted Agile, you are at level zero. But there could be sometimes situations where things are so badly broken that when you try to improve something, they are not going to work or they are not going to stick. And that level could be a minus one level within the model. Mm. This is really a very important point, Sunil, I'm hearing from you because whatever maturity models I have learned about, talked about, used, never ever I have thought about negative level as a starting point. Great point. Great. So the lesson here is that what you need to do to take something from minus one to zero will be very different in terms of what you need to do when you need to move the needle from zero to one and beyond. Absolutely. Okay. I'll give you an example of minus one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I consulted with one organization where they purposely kept the developers and testers on different floors of the building. Hmm. And the logic was that we do not want our developers to be influenced by our testers. <laughs> so in this scenario, yeah. if you try to implement agile ceremonies, agile practices, they are definitely not going to stick. Mm. So what you need to first do to fix that minus one or bring it to zero is create a cross-functional team, have a shared objective, yeah, bring them together, right? And then uh, create a spirit of a, a trusted team, which is working towards a common goal. And when you have that, that is when you can start implementing your agile ceremonies uh, and agile practices and processes, and they are more likely to work there. Hope that clarifies. Absolutely, absolutely. Great. So this model that you talked about, 
and of course this model must be pretty flexible but uh, the question is is this a proprietary model that your company or you have developed or how it has evolved what's the what's the genesis of this model so there are there are many uh, maturity models which are out there if you google up you will see many of them but to the best of my knowledge and i may be biased because i work for thoughtworks uh, i believe that thoughtworks was if not the originator of the model one of the very few companies which adopted this many many years ago so mm. uh, and um, i think it's not rocket science really to come up with uh, you know this this model mandar i think any experienced consultant would be able to look at different dimensions of maturity uh and bring about this model right uh mm -hmm. so i find this useful there are there are people who are critics of you know this model also saying that you are uh trying to uh judge a team so it's really not a judgment it's really understanding where you are in terms of your current state so that you can track the improvement on the maturity Now, one of the things which leaders or other people who they when they see the the maturity level is that uh, they set targets. For example, if a team is at level one, somebody might say that I want the team to get to level three within six months. Hmm. Now, the point to understand here is you can't enforce maturity; it has to be worked. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Right? Very key concept, but many few people. should yes. really yes really understand that what you have to do is you have to put in enablers in place to make sure that the the team has all the means at its hand and the mindset to improve the maturity and mm -hmm. therefore one of the other things which i want to highlight in using the maturity model is that while you may have an external consultant or an agile expert come in and do your initial maturity assessment the subsequent assessments should be done by the team itself mm. not by an external consultant so it's important to educate the team on what this model means what are the different dimensions what are the different descriptions of each of the maturity level within a dimension mm. and then let the team decide periodically whether they have improved or not sure somebody can facilitate that but finally is the team who decides where they are in terms of maturity at a given point in time and i believe if the team themselves get educated and reach up to the level of assessing themselves that itself is a sign of a maturity it is it is and it's actually a sign of leadership maturity also that you are mm. trusting the team to be able to self assess themselves uh and and the team it acts as a motivator for the team also right? mm. so they know that they have they have to aspire they know what the next level means and then they will try and do their best to reach that level that has been my experience uh while implementing this model the other point to keep in mind mandar also uh before i forget uh is that you may not need to aim for the highest maturity level on a given dimension depending on your priorities and the constraints of the organization mm -hmm. a simple example is for example uh, amazon releases code into production every 11 seconds on an average mm -hmm. 
now that kind of continuous delivery and deployment maturity you may not need in a bank that's true yeah? so maybe if you are at a level lower than that that is still okay for your organization mm. so while you know you have a current state and you are defining a target state that this is where what good looks like for us is and again the target state is at a point in time it can change it can get better but when you are fixing your target state uh, it is pointless to aim at the highest state for every organization but being more realistic about where you want to be and what suits your purpose in terms of solving your problems given the constraints that you have i think that is also yeah this customization or the tailoring of the solution to the organization's reality is the crux and yes. i believe that's one of the key takeaways uh, from this discussion Absolutely. agile is uh, not a copy paste uh, so it's work for some organization so let's copy everything that they have done and we'll do it that way uh, i think that temptation needs to be avoided sure sure my next question is uh one of the areas which i myself try to figure out various ways of handling it and that question is of resistance in the organization that a consultant like you and me feel especially from the top leadership because in my conviction in my belief if any organization has to be transformed really in true sense of transformation it has to be coming from the top Yes. sometimes the leadership understands that and they embrace it but sometimes they not they do not and they start resisting even if the good ideas are right i would really like to get your insights about such situations and how do you handle them it's a it's a very common problem uh, mandar and it's a tough one as you very rightly said uh, leadership alignment is the critical enabler for starting a transformation otherwise you are setting yourself for failure from day one if you are not aligned as a leadership so it is not just that okay some ceo believes that you need to transform and uh, you know the others are skeptical i think uh, often you have to rally uh, the leadership behind you you have to be able to convince them so therefore the ceo's role the managing director's role is a little bit more critical uh, being first among equals to make sure that the leadership is aligned now you really need to see there could be some resistance uh, in some leaders and you need to understand why that resistance is there what are they fearing uh, and does somebody have their back if something goes wrong or doesn't work out in the transformation are they fearing that uh, they uh, would get exposed are they fearing that their silo would break and therefore they would lose uh, their privilege or their identity in terms of managing that silo uh, whatever that might be we need to uh, actually make sure uh, as consultants that uh, we really uh, work with the leadership to uh, align them on the common objectives that we want to achieve through the transformation and this is the reason why many organizations actually uh, are willing to change or the leadership aligns to change when the survival of the organization is threatened 
and often that can be a bit too late to make a transformation mm-hmm. uh, the other part is that your board of directors also must be aligned to making the transformation this is again very important because if your board of directors is putting pressure for you uh, in a way that your first priority is to generate short term profits even if it comes at a long term cost for the organization then you will probably be less inclined to invest in transformation to go through a little bit of a slow down obviously you will go faster after that but to make that investment in transformation i think the c level needs the blessings of the board mm-hmm. uh, and this is an often an element which is missing uh, i think in many organizations where the board is not educated enough and doesn't understand the importance enough of uh, of this uh, of of investing in transformation and again this is why you might see that organizations which have shareholding owned by a single person like jeff bezos mm. in amazon right mm. you see a far greater push uh, and more conviction uh, about uh, improving agility of the organization mm. as compared to uh, organizations which are completely professionally managed the board is professional the ceo is a professional person not owning the company uh, i see as a pattern and of course there could be exceptions Uh, mm-hmm. but i generally see a pattern that the resistance is a little bit more over there uh, because uh, you need that right level of backing to be able to do this great observation sunil really makes makes a lot of sense um, when we consider this that's from the other side right i just want to call out maybe microsoft is now an exception uh, but perhaps because maybe i'm just guessing that it is the board of directors who are probably now more inclined uh to 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 improve agility in microsoft they were trying for many years that's what i know based on the information that i have read and i could be wrong but uh now they are actually uh they are they are actually very serious about improving agility so, mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i would like to move to um the question related to frameworks uh mm-hmm. i have been working in the industry using safe as my core competency being a safe consultant but after you have worked with so many companies industries and countries i would like to take understand your take on which frameworks do you like or prefer and why uh it's a very important question uh, bandar and i am not sure that i am in the best position to answer this question but i will try and the reason i say why i am not in the best position to answer is i have no certifications in any frameworks <laughs> my my only certificate is that i have been with thoughtworks for 10 years and mm-hmm. that's it so uh i do not claim to have deep knowledge of any framework but at the same time my view is that every framework will have some positives and some limitations mm-hmm. and for me all frameworks are like a set of tools yeah pick up 
what is the relevant part from that framework which applies to your context and adopt that part of it i think i i feel very uncomfortable and mandar this is with complete respect to you you are a safe consultant and that is what mm-hmm. you will propose uh, and and i completely respect that but the way that i would look at it is fine yeah safe okay what from safe is relevant for this context and what may not be so relevant what can we adopt from any other framework which might make sense here so i think keeping an open mind even though you may be a framework specialist in a given framework how can you adopt things from other frameworks also as needed and not take a purist approach about a specific framework is something which i'd like all of us to think about when we are implementing a framework so again this is going against the philosophy of uh, you know, one size fits all uh, and if 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 we agree that that is something that just does not work then insisting that you apply only one framework in its purest form to every organization or every situation that you work with uh, i think this need, needs a rethink and a relook in my view on that and i say this with utmost humility uh, for me when i go into an organization i look at a problem and say what is the best way to solve this problem mm. and then i will go and look for ways across frameworks within thoughtworks in terms of our own experiences and mm. take whatever makes sense for that context and do it mm. great great okay sunil um, thanks a lot for sharing so many different views about your experiences and uh, the thoughts that you specially have implemented in last so many years on on our uh, wrapping note i really would like you to leave us with some kind of a key takeaways that you want we our listeners to take away with us so right so i need to share whatever comes to your mind sure 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 so i'll 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 categorize the audience into two parts one is probably leaders yeah and the second is agile coaches and consultants right mm-hmm. for the leaders i would say that change is an imperative today and you need to really look at the way you have modeled your organizations and whether that modeling is suitable enough uh for you to be able to deal with the current era of knowledge work and fast paced change more often than not organizations are rooted in tailoristic philosophies my belief is that organizations are complex adaptive systems and should be treated as such and that is the premise of my book mm-hmm. so my uh, my request to readers is to reexamine how their organizations are modeled in terms of being able to deal with knowledge work and fast paced change i think with respect to consultants i'd say that uh really need to understand uh, the root causes the problems uh, of of what the organization is facing and do not start an engagement uh, on transformation or agile adoption or anything else unless you are very clear what problem is intended to be solved or what value addition is intended to be achieved by adopting agile or transforming to agile mm. i i really 
like the very very crisp and succinct points that you mentioned for both um in both classes in the audience that you have described the leaders or organization leaders and the people who practice agile as agile consultants and coaches with that sunil i really want to thank you for spending your time with us and sharing your valuable insights we wish you best of luck for your future assignments and future work and hopefully we will invite you to join us again after few months or years and sh uh, share your knowledge after few years again thank you so much thank you mandar i enjoyed our conversation and i look forward to getting the next opportunity to have this conversation with you thank you very much absolutely absolutely thank you sunil bye 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 Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast and to this YouTube channel. Thank you.